The ox maintained its steady pace day and night. Its rider adjusted the sacred rod while his noose dangled on the ox's side. Neither tire in their journey, and their destination is you. The rider is the Hindu god of death, Yama. And this is Legends from the Pacific. Aloha, and thank you for joining us. This is Legends from the Pacific, episode 67, The Hindu God of Death, Yama. I am Kamuela Kaneshiro, a native Hawaiian, professional writer, speaker, and Comic-Con panelist with extensive film and television experience. I study mythology, I've encountered unusual things, and I'm a geek. Later in this episode, your featured song and Hawaiian word, but first, the Hindu god of death, Yama. As you may recall, Yama was mentioned in last year's episode 25, Ghost Month, but that was just one interpretation of Yama. Yama's origin is unknown, but he was first mentioned in the Sanskrit works of the Rig Veda. Yama is known by many names, including Yama Raja and Kala. As a side note, Kala means time, which is reflected in Yama's inevitable and slow advancement. Yama has green skin, which some believe is due to being cursed from Lord Shiva. You see, Yama was an attractive being who never concentrated on work, and Lord Shiva decided to do something about it. There are ways to avoid Yama from collecting you. One involves chanting the full names of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, which may take a lifetime. But someone avoided Yama another way. The following is a Legends from the Pacific original story and is based on cultural records. A devotee prayed beside Lord Shiva's idol. The room seemed to change. Rope tightened around him. Yama pulled the roped devotee, but the mortal clung to Shiva's idol. Yama dragged the devotee with the idol as the mortal cried for his god to save him. Lord Shiva appeared beside his devotee. The supreme deity's glowing eyes narrowed upon Yama, and Shiva killed Yama. Shiva's devotee was saved, but the world had no death. Mortals lived sinful lives without repercussion. The gods knew Yama was needed. They brought him back to life, and the mortals abandoned their sinful ways. Personally, I feel bad for Yama. He got killed for doing his job. I also found it interesting that mortals were depicted as sinful beings. But I guess I'm an optimist. It is believed Yama was the first mortal to die. Because of this, 
he is compassionate towards mortals. Once he collects a mortal, they are judged and either go to heaven, hell, or are reincarnated. Another of Yama's origin stories include his mother, father, and twin sister, whose name was Yami. Yama's father was the god of the rising sun, who was unaware that he was bright to look at. When the rising sun god visited his pregnant wife, who was the goddess of the clouds, she had to look away from her husband's radiance. Yama's father took this as a disrespectful gesture and cursed his unborn children. Yama and his sister were born. His father eventually learned the truth of why his wife averted her gaze, and Yama became the king of death. Yama and his sister Yami were very close, and when Yama volunteered to be the first mortal to die, his sister Yami missed him so much, not even the gods could lift her misery. The gods created the night and made it follow the day as a way to heal grief. Yama changed through the ages from a friend of humanity to a wrathful ruler of the underworld. Scholars connected this change with the challenges Yama's culture faced. Yama also taught mortals how to accept death and achieve bliss in the afterlife. Yama has appeared in various stories to help heroes and individuals. The following is a legend from the Pacific original story and is based on cultural records. The princess hated the men her father deemed suitable. They were too chauvinistic or didn't connect with her on a deeper level. She made a deal with her father. He allows her to search for her suitable match, which she'll marry. The unorthodox request shocked her father, but this was the only way his headstrong daughter would get married. The king agreed. The princess searched the lands for a worthy husband. She found a prince, but he confessed his father was blinded, their kingdom was lost, and the prince was prophesied to die soon. But the two were in love, and the princess was determined to make things work. She returned to her father. He was horrified by her choice, but honored the promise to his daughter, and she married her prince. Months later, the married couple were walking in the woods when the prince felt ill. The princess knew her beloved's time has come. She placed his head on her lap. Her fingers caressed his hair. His breathing slowed, shallowed, stopped. She held back tears and focused on his arrival. The god of death's ox was bigger than she imagined, and he was like a family member instead of the ominous being his title made him seem. Yama bowed and apologized for interrupting such a pleasant day. 
The princess bowed as the god took her beloved's body and handled it like a bundle of the finest silks. The princess praised Yama's care of her beloved. The god mounted his ox and chuckled. Many like you have attempted to stop me from my duty. I applaud your effort, but please understand I am doing what I am tasked. The princess bowed, and the god steered his ox to the underworld. The princess praised Yama for being a friend to humanity. The god lowered his head. You are too kind. What is the desire that fuels your words? The princess explained. She understood it was her beloved's time, but it may help her father-in-law if he saw the day and night, because the night was made to help those who grieve, like it did for your sister. I'm impressed you didn't ask for your beloved husband and you are familiar with such tales. Yama's eyes glowed, then dimmed. Rejoice, princess. I have restored your father-in-law's sight. The princess bowed as Yama steered his ox towards the underworld. The princess stated how merciful the god of death was and recounted his virtues. Yama chuckled and lowered his head. You are too kind. What is the desire that fuels your words? The princess stated their family would heal quicker if her beloved got the proper funeral he deserved. I understand your dilemma. Yama's eyes glowed, then dimmed. Rejoice, princess, for I restored your father-in-law's decimated kingdom. The princess bowed as Yama continued to the underworld. The princess praised Yama, but pointed out future generations would be unaware of his deeds. Yama chuckled and lowered his head. You are too kind. What is the desire that fuels your words? The princess wished to tell this story to her hundred children. Yama's eyes glowed, then dimmed. The god gasped. You are very cunning, princess. In granting your wish, I restored your husband's life. Please take his body and he will awake as if from a dream. The princess reclaimed her husband, thanked Yama, and bowed. The god lowered his head and steered his ox to their next destination. The prince woke and claimed to have such a fantastical dream. His tearful wife listened. They returned home and enjoyed rich and joyful lives. Today, the festival Yamaditya celebrates the relationship between brothers and sisters. It's believed Yami selected this as the time when her brother Yama would visit her. But it should also be noted, some believe this holiday is when Lord Krishna visited his sister. The festival takes place in the later part of the year and falls on November 6th for 2021. 
Yama has crossed over into other cultures, but that's a story for another time. Okay, things have been very busy for me. I've mentioned losing two friends and one family member, but I actually lost two family members. I've been getting our Legends from the Pacific Book One done, but my editor got COVID, which has caused a backlog. The past couple of months have been challenging to say the least, and I needed help. So I pulled the trigger and hired research assistants. While research assistants sounds good, it actually caused more work because I had to go through selecting them, making sure we were reading off the same page, and getting used to a new routine. So yeah, it's been tough times. But mahalo to you, our loyal listeners. Thank you for your continued support. It means a lot to me, and I appreciate your emails of well wishes. As always, a special mahalo nui loa to our legends from the Pacific Patreon supporters: Edward Pueo Henke, Cassie, Felisa H, Scout Parmenter, the Makuli guy, and of course. Ren Shepherd. Our Patreon donations go directly to our show, and as of this recording, I have yet to be paid. Our theme song is "Mystery" by Tavana, courtesy of High Sessions. Sound effects are by Sound Effects Factory. Our music coordinator is Matt Duffy, aka DJ Triple Bypass. Links and show notes can be found on our website, LegendsFromThePacific.com, including a link to your featured song, which is "My Hawaii." By Faith Ako, courtesy of High Sessions. Legends from the Pacific was written, produced, and edited by me, Kamuela Kaneshiro. I also wrote our original stories. Your featured Hawaiian word is kaula. Kaula means rope. An example of kaula is one woman's lasso is a magic kaula. Once again, kaula is Hawaiian for rope. Thank you very much for listening. Mahalo and a hui ho. My island home.